Hello, it's Karen Jacobson, the GPS girl, with another Directions for Life podcast. And today I have Brooke Stangland, and she is going to share with us all about the directions her life has taken. Brooke, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for joining us. So first of all, tell us what you do now. Uh, I am an editorial producer with ABC News, uh, the program 2020. Very fancy. <laughs> it's it's a great job. I enjoy it. Oh, that is awesome. So I want to want you to take us back to the very beginning and talk a little bit about where you're from and where you grew up. Um, I am from Green Bay, Wisconsin, um, which is a small little town in the Midwest, and I am, uh, I, I grew up there, and then I moved to Chicago and went to college in Chicago, um, and then I moved out to Los Angeles after college and briefly lived in New York and London, and now I'm back in Los Angeles. That is quite a journey of a lot of different places. I So, you know, we talk a lot in this podcast about having purpose and, you know, really having passion for what we do in life. So when did you discover that you had a purpose in life and, you know, when did you know that you wanted to be doing something like what you're doing right now? Well, I actually... Um sort of found my passion out of tragedy. Um, my sister was killed in a car accident when I was in high school. And the story was um, headline news. Like I said earlier, Green Bay is a, is a relatively small town. And my sister was 15 years old and was killed in a car accident 11 days before Christmas. Um, so the story made headlines. And, and we had reporters sort of knocking on our door, really wanting to to hear about Brittany and, and, and get the story. And, um, it was obviously a really painful time, uh, unimaginable grief. And, and you never think that something like that is going to happen to your family. And a lot of the reporters that covered the story, um, made empty promises to our family about certain things that they would or wouldn't include in their story. And there was one reporter that was different and her name was Sky. Skies of skin, and she came into my room. I came to our house to the interview, and came into my room and sat on my bed and said, "You know, I I had a loss in my family too, and and cried with me, and and said, you know, I'm going to be there for you, and and this friendship will last beyond the story, and and that was true. She became what I call my soul sister, and uh, I was part of her wedding, and our kids call me Aunt Brooke, and she is a sister that um, sort of was brought to me in, in the tragedy. So in that moment, I, I kind of knew that I wanted to to do the news and, and to be a part of television, but in a way that, um, you know, you can still be kind and you can still connect to your stories and, and you can be the one person that's different. And so that kind of led me into a career in television. Um, and I always try to do that. Um, whenever I come to a story, I always try to remember that it's not just a new story, that it's people's lives and um, it's very real. And I try to, um, you know, keep that compassion alive and, and not um, not sort of uh, forget that, even though it is a day-to-day -day thing, going to stories that may include tragedy and and sadness and, and hardship. 
It's a really compelling example, isn't it? Like that you're, you had such clarity in that moment that you, you could know that in the midst of such a, you know, uh, a life uh, challenge, you know, an extreme situation that something was, that, so that, that, that was so clear to you. Yeah, it was. I mean, it, I was 14 <laughs> when yeah. when when I, when this happened. So I think that it was certainly something that was ignited inside of me that grew and and become became more um, clear as I got older and I and I went to college and and I realized that this actually could be a reality that I that I really could um, be a part of television in, in a different way and. Um, and that's that's just it's it's hard because you know in the industry um, it's it's difficult it can be really challenging to stay sort of on that path because you know there's certain things that try to sort of take you away from that whether it be money or pressure from bosses or you know to 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 not worry about what people think or their feelings but because yeah, you just um, got to get the story right yeah yeah so. It's something that has been certainly um, challenging at times because I do care so deeply and and I stay in touch with almost every story I've ever done from when I started in television 10 years ago to today. Um, There have been, you know, hundreds of them, but I always try to stay in touch with with um, you know the stories that I work on for a very long time, I, I always stay in touch with with the people involved, and and they become friends. And um, mm-hmm. and I'm not I'm not ashamed of that. I'm really actually that's just something that means a lot to me. How lucky for them because you know you bring such a level of compassion to your work that I would suspect is quite rare in your role. And the, that's really a beautiful thing, Brooke. Beautiful. Thanks. Thanks. So can, can you tell us about your first professional job in television? Sure. Um, I was actually um, invited to be a guest on the Oprah Winfrey show. Um, I, The reporter, Sky, that I talked about earlier, um, I had written to the show uh, explaining our unlikely friendship, and they invited us to be guests on the show. And Sky said to Oprah after our interview, Brooke um, has always wanted to go into television. Um, and Oprah said, well, I'll get off the stage. Come on up. <laughs> and and I said, okay. Uh, and, and she said, no, seriously, I know some people on television. I'm going to hook you up, and uh, don't worry about it. And she did. She called the president of the ABC News in Chicago, Emily Barr, and said, I have a young woman here who um, had tragedy in her life but um, has a passion for, for the industry, and I'd like to set her up with an internship at ABC in Chicago. Um, will you take her? And, and Emily graciously accepted, and I worked at ABC News in Chicago for nine months, um, and from there, I actually started working on the Oprah Winfrey show, um, logging tapes, which is probably the most unglamorous <laughs> job in television. But um, I learned so much both places, and uh, and then I sort of did some production assistant work at the Oprah Winfrey show, um, which ultimately led to moving on to the next show and the next show and the next show. So I started out... Um, 
Yeah, at, at ABC News in Chicago and then the Oprah Winfrey Show. What an incredible beginning. And if you're going to log tapes anywhere, why not the Oprah Winfrey Show, right? Exactly. I'm such a huge fan of the show that it was like my yes. dream. I got to see the uncut, raw footage of, oh. of all of their field pieces with Oprah and the celebrity interviews and you know, I loved going to work, and, and I couldn't believe I was getting paid to, to watch, you know, raw footage of, of the Oprah Winfrey show. It was amazing. Wow. You must have been, you must have learned so much during that period, as you said, watching all that raw footage. You would have, it would have been like a master class every day for someone who wanted to pay attention and learn the way you did. Yeah, it was. You know, I always say that I really learned... Um, from that job, you know, you could just go to work and not really care and, and, and certainly not take anything away from it. But what I'd always do is when I'd be assigned a certain show to log, I would make sure to watch the end product of that show so I could see, having seen all of the footage, what they ended up choosing to really be a part of the show. So I really got, you know, created an eye for, okay, this is what they look for. This is, you know, what works. This is what doesn't work. Um, these are the sound bites that they ultimately used. So I, I certainly did learn a lot about, you know, what people would use and what people would want when they, you know, are shooting in the field. So it was definitely a, it was definitely a master class for sure. Brilliant. Now, you may already have asked, answered this question, but can you tell us about the turning point where things really took off for you? Um, sure. I mean, I think that, uh, I, I really, uh, you know, professionally, I would say things took off for me. I, I accepted a job, um, at the Tyra Banks show in, um, Los Angeles after having worked at Oprah. And, and some of my mentors at the Oprah show said, I want you to go work for another show because because the Oprah show was such an established television show, a lot of people didn't leave. They stayed there for years and years and years and years, so there wasn't yeah. a lot of room for promotion. So they said, go spread your wings in another show where you, where you will get a lot of experience. So I came out to Los Angeles, and I worked for Tyra Banks, where I was for four years, and I was able to move up very quickly. So I was within six months of being on the show. I was field producing um, shooting with, um, I did a really compelling story in Chicago where I followed a, a young prostitute who was addicted to drugs um, through her daily life and, and really documenting her struggles and how it was a life that she was sort of born into. And, and moments like that where, where I felt like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be telling these stories of, of people that are essentially voiceless in, in these communities and stories that were deserved to be told um, in yeah. a compassionate, respectful way. So I think in those moments, um, you know, I, I realized, wow, I'm really doing what I love. But I, I was able to go to uh, Kenya and shoot a documentary um, uh, for the National Institute of Health on HIV and AIDS prevention um, a few years ago. And I think that moment, that was a moment where I said, this is my life's work. Mm -hmm. This is what... This is what I, you know, it's the moment where you sit there and you say, this is, your soul just feels like I'm at home. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. So, you know, hopefully someday um, that will be my full-time job. Um, but but thankfully I'm able to, a lot of times we have hiatuses um, or time off and, and I can go do those special projects that don't necessarily pay money, but the rewards that you get from them 
just spiritually are, are overwhelming. That's incredible that you've had the opportunity to travel in that way too. And that leads me to my last couple of questions, which are, we're going to go into the travel section now. You know, being the GPS girl, I do love to travel. I wanted to know what your favorite travel location is that you've ever visited. Wow. Um, I would say there's an island off St. Martin called Saba, um, and it is this tiny, 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 small, small, small island that I that I traveled to years ago um, that was phenomenal and very special. And uh, I would say that was one of the most beautiful, unique places I've ever been. Beautiful. I'm going to p- be putting that on my list now, <laughs> Brooke. Yes. <laughs> I highly recommend. It's beautiful. Excellent. Excellent. And if you could travel anywhere in the world for a holiday, where where would you go? Where would it be? Um, on my bucket list currently is Bali. Um, I really like to travel to Bali. I have a cousin that lives there, and um, and I've just heard so many wonderful things about Indonesia and specifically Bali that I'm hoping someday uh, in the near future I will be able to travel there. Knowing you, I am sure you're going to make it happen. You are a, a, a woman who lives in the driver's seat, Brooke. It's just really inspiring and wonderful. Uh, and just... Do you have somebody that you look back on as being your idol or a real mentor to you when you were younger? Uh, I always really looked up to Oprah Winfrey, actually. Really? Um, she was, my friend used to make fun of me and tease me because from a really young age, I always loved the Oprah Winfrey show. And when kids would come home and be watching, like, cartoons, I would be watching the Oprah Winfrey show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I really admire her courage, um, and I admire her uh, her grace. I think she has a lot of grace, and I admire her work ethic. I think she has a incredible work ethic, and uh, she's really used her platform to educate and inspire millions of people around the world and and I think that's something we can all look up to. Yes, I agree with you and I think it's really special that you got to have that experience so early in your life to have her be to be that idol or that mentor and then for her to play such a crucial part of your own professional uh, pathway you know that's really something very special so I have one last question and that is what would be your number one direction for life that you want to share with people Uh, my number one direction for life Um, that is a tough one I would say I would say I think that um, letting your heart lead is is important and and never forgetting um, where you come from. Beautiful. Beautifully said. Brooke, thank you so much for joining us and for sharing so openly and giving us, you know, a window into your world and the kind of work that you do and and your own experiences. It's been absolutely awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure. Karen Jacobson, the GPS girl with the Directions for Life 
podcast. Thanks for joining us.